The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Deep down the middle's got his man, and he's gone! Jason Swain, touchdown! It's time for the Swain Event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. It's time for the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give it to his house and a red flag. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. It is Friday, November the 26th, one day until the last day of the regular season in college football. Jason Swain, live here from the Low T Center studio, and joining me in different cities. Ben McKee, Seb Stokes, Ben Stokes. Good morning, fellas. Good morning, buddy. How you doing? Man, we are we are fantastic. We are fantastic. Stokes, we got you there. We got you, Stokes. Stokes, there. You got me. Hey, here we go, my friend. Sounding good. Sounding good. Good morning, Stokes. Good morning, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> good, good morning, Swain. Are, are you still as stuffed as I am? Um, I was until about five o'clock this morning. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what what you're putting down. It, it was the uh, the three slices of pie that I had last night before I went to bed that really did me over the top. Yeah, man, it was it was it was a pie, and for all for all those that don't like pie, I don't I don't understand. But yeah, man, the pecan pie, um, my my daughter and my great uncle made made an apple pie. Ooh, yeah. So it went down, man. It went down. Yeah, um, I had a a slice of of pumpkin pie, what's that? Pecan pie and chocolate chest pie. Oh my goodness. Oh, I, I I went in. I I gave it a couple of hours in between meals, but but man, I I went in. Oh yeah, that's 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 good stuff right there, man. That's that's a trifecta of desserts. What did uh What did yeah. Stokes have over there? Stokes, are you awake? I am here. I just had to change the setting here on my on my laptop, trying to get this thing working right. There you go. Um, yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hear you, man. We thought you were still in the coma. We was worried about you. <laughs> I feel like I'm still in a little bit of a food coma, man. <laughs> I do feel it. I do feel it. Uh, oh, man, yesterday was great. The food was all good, as always. Had some, uh, you know, the typical turkey and ham and and dressing and all that fun stuff. But dessert-wise, um, we got these little individual, like, little bunk cake things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That were really, really good and had some... Uh, some of these cool, like, I don't even know what they were, what type of cookie it was. It was really, really good. Just different stuff. Didn't go the pie route this year, um, but still had some good dessert, good food. It was awesome. Yeah, man. On um, so it was, it was, it was an adventure. Let's just say that for the last couple of days. So we did, we did Tennessee Prime. Um, you know, Ben, I, Brent Hubs, Kay Mays, and Joquan Blakely, and then. That was over at at you know eight, whatever. Broke down all the equipment, came back to the crib, and told myself, "Go to bed, go to sleep." We always do this, right? Go to bed, go to sleep, because you got to get up in the morning. And in this case, I was going to I'm traveling, going to Huntsville to pick up my great uncle and bring him back. So I told myself, "Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep." You know, by by ten. Well, I didn't go to sleep until eleven thirty. My plan was to get up at 3 and then 3 a.m. and go to Huntsville. 
and pick up my my great uncle, me and my oldest daughter. And that's what we did. Got up at 3 in the morning, left by 3.30, drove to Huntsville, got to Huntsville around, you know, 5.25 local time there because I were behind. Um, I laid on the couch for about 15, 20 minutes, and I was like, ugh, I'm in Alabama way too long. Mm-mm. I can't be in Alabama this long. Saw my, my childhood room for a little bit. Saw some things on the wall, uh, some accolades. My uncle was like, hey, you can take that with you, you know, if you want to take it. And I was like, no, nah, I, I want to leave some stuff here because it just feels weird to take all of your stuff, you know. And so um, we left. We left about, uh, what was that, about 6, 6 a.m. and hit the road, Ben, and you'll be proud. About five minutes of traffic. That's it. On the way back, um, you know how you're approaching Chattanooga and, you, and the that that part of I guess it was like an area of water. I think it's like a lake or mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. When you go when you make that left curve around to get into the city of Chattanooga, um, that was the only traffic. Five minutes and then boom, got home at ten fifteen. It was just like we planned, man, to avoid that Chattanooga traffic. So. Went down, got my uncle, came back, and the day before, on Tuesday, smoked a brisket, smoked a couple of hams, um, sent you home with the ham, and then when I came back, smoked some ribs, did the turkey, and then yesterday it was just it was just crazy, man. Got a chance to to to, to grub and eat all of it, so. Uh, long story short, man, it was a busy, busy, busy week, man, towards the end of the week to have a great Thanksgiving. I hope you guys had an awesome Thanksgiving uh, as well. I did. That that body of water is kind of sort of called the Tennessee River, is by it? the way. I didn't know what it was called. I didn't know if it was Tennessee River or not. Yeah, it is. Unfortunately, the Tennessee River flows into Alabama uh, for, for a solid chunk but uh, well, it, it's a good thing and a bad thing. Bad thing that Tennessee River has to be in Alabama, but a good thing that the Alabamians have to deal with the Tennessee River yeah. in their own backyard. So I I do appreciate uh, that. Yeah, 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 man. It was it was good, man. What time What time did you guys grub? Did y'all Did y'all set a time and actually hit that time, or did you Did you set a time and then like two three hours later? I don't know about you, Stokes, but we ate pretty. Pretty late in the day, which was perfectly fine. We we didn't set a time. It was more so just kind of around three, four o'clock. That that's what we were aiming for, and Ooh. and and that's what we did. So we we typically eat a little bit later, not yeah. not too late. This is probably the latest that we ever ate three thirty four. I don't I don't even remember what time it was, but uh, we ate later in the day. How about you, Stokes? Uh, we were. Supposed to eat it too. I think we actually started eating around two forty-five ish. So just missed that two o'clock mark. But uh, so that was, and I didn't eat breakfast. So every minute past two that we weren't eating, I was getting a little more antsy because <laughs> you know, big guy, got to eat. Was, so hungry. Uh, <laughs> but I made up for it though. I made up for it. Did y'all see that video? I think I sent it to. Uh, I don't think I sent it to you, Ben. Uh, I should have sent it to both of you guys. I, t- I sent it to my brother and my and my wife, but uh, it was going around the internet yesterday, especially on Twitter, uh, of the family that was in the house getting ready to eat, and Grandma was praying, and she was yes. praying a long time, and like one of the family members like fell out, <laughs> like passed out right before, <laughs> right before the, the prayer was over because he was waiting too long. I don't know if he was joking or if like he, or if like he's seriously like. Passed out because the sugar was low. Sugar was low, and then they picked him up, and he stood up. But in all this time, Grandma was still praying. She had the longest prayer ever. And then they panned over to a gentleman uh, who was already sitting, who already had his plate stacked to the top, and no one else had their plate. But during the prayer, old boy had food already on his fork on the way to his mouth, and he was just waiting for the prayer to be over so he can take that first bro- that first bite. Did y'all guys see that video? I did not oh, see it. Yeah, that was hilarious. Dude, my dude, my uncle, 
had a prayer, and about <laughs> after about fifteen seconds, I started looking at him like, "Hey, hey, now it's time. It's, it's time to go. It's time to go. Give thanks. That's important. But it's time to go. It's time to eat." All right, guys. Um, man, a lot to get to today. A lot to get, lot to, get to today. I hope everyone again had a great Thanksgiving. Um, but man, tomorrow is the last regular season game for Tennessee for college football, and then we get conference championships next week and then that's it for a couple weeks until until bowl game now i know i do know we get the uh army navy game the week after um conference championships i know that's a big game for you ben big game for go army for a lot of people navy. that's right man a lot of people that is the game of the year but are we gonna bring on chris Lowe uh here in the second or third hour gotta find out if he's awake from his food coma because there's a lot of college football jobs open, guys. There's a lot of things happening in college football inside of the SEC, outside of the SEC. But first, Tennessee. Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee. As tomorrow will be senior day. Who's going to participate? Who is not? Who's going to play? Who is not going to play? And just to start things off, Alante Taylor is – Going to participate in Senior Bowl, excuse me, in the uh, Senior Day festivities. And he has another year if he wanted to come back to be a super senior. But he said, nah, I'm good. I'm ready to get up out of here. Um, ben, Stokes, thoughts on Alante Taylor, Senior Day, and um, declining to be a super senior. He is going to be at the Senior Bowl. He got an invite. And Accepted that, but guys, uh, your thoughts on Alante Taylor? I I don't blame him. Go go uh, go make some big money. I know he's a little bit from the NIL and that cool and all, but uh, look at every. In my opinion, as you get a little older, um, every little bit of uh, or every snap you're playing in college is the potential to take away money in the NFL. You can get injured. You can start. You can have a, a you know a bit of a, a down season and and possibly lose some money. So uh, Taylor's playing really really well. I'd say if he you know he's eligible to go to the NFL, he's he's accepted the Senior Bowl uh, invite. He can show out in front of scouts there too. And uh, yeah, go go get a big contract, sir. Ben? Yeah, I'm I'm with Stokes. I mean, I, I think this is a not a surprising decision. I would be surprised if anybody were surprised. I mean, that, this has been the plan for Alante all year, for this to be his final season. And, Swain, I, I remember back in the day, sad that we have to refer to it as back in the day now, but when Cam Sutton was a senior and you would come on the airwaves and talk about how Cam Sutton just has this different approach to practice, and, and that was because he was ready to, to get to the league. And, and that's the type of approach that Alante Taylor has had since the, the season last year ended, since the, the Jeremy Pruitt debacle ended. It, it's been all about business for Alante Taylor, both as a leader stepping up last offseason and, and helping this football team come together, and, and on the field as well. And I've, I've seen tweets here and there from – those who cover the draft talking about how he's one of the most physical, if not the most physical corner in the draft this year. Uh, he's going to be able to show that off in, in the senior bowl with a ton of NFL personnel in attendance. And, and I think it's the right time for Elante. I, I think he's, he's pretty much done all that he can do at Tennessee aside from greater tingles. So I, I think this is a good move for Elante, and I'm not surprised by it at all. It's time for him to go make some money. Go make some money. No, for sure. No, for sure. And when you were talking about Cam Sutton, that was – I remember that. It actually was Cam Sutton's junior, junior season, Ben. You know, when he had that um, fall camp, you could just see that he was he, – he, he was preparing like he was a senior. But he was a junior because he was trying to get up out of there in three years now – he wound up staying, um, and, you know, we can sit here and, and say, man, Cam Sutton probably had some of his better years earlier in his career at corner, right? Would you Would you guys agree? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, man, he was – but that ju that junior season, man, he was locked in, um, kind of like Alante Taylor this year or any type of senior that understands that it's over. This is it. This is your last – 
opportunity to make a really good impression. But, yeah, I mean, Cam Sutton, uh, junior season and senior season, was on a mission. And I'm glad you brought that up, Ben, because that has been Alante Taylor. From a leadership standpoint, um, you can tell he has a sense of urgency. I don't know if coming back would serve him well as far as his on-field play. I don't know how deep the, the NFL draft is at corner. I don't know where Lante sits in, as far as the pick of order inside of the SEC. Uh, I do know that he's going to have to answer the questions about um, the f- fluidity in his, in his hips and his change of direction. Um, he was hit with some double moves today. Uh, well, excuse me, this this year. He's going to have to answer for that in the drills at Indianapolis. He's going to answer have to answer for that at Pro Day here at Tennessee. But as far as the interview process, he's going to crush that. He has not had any major injuries at Tennessee. So the first day uh, there in Indianapolis will be a breeze for him. So would it benefit him to come back for senior season, super senior season, on the field? I don't really know that. Uh, I don't know where we – could predict Alante to be drafted, but the Senior Bowl is going to help him a lot. Uh, going to help him in a big way for people to see him uh, interact, see him compete, carry himself, um, and he's just going to have to make sure that he balls out. That's not something that you can turn down, in my opinion. No, 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 no. He got to go. I, I would go, too, if I was him. Yeah, I would go if I was him, for sure. Um, we'll take a, a quick timeout. And then when we come back, guys, I wanna I wanna get to K Mays. On Tuesday, that was our second to last Tennessee Prime. Got one more. One more Tennessee Prime. One more Tennessee Prime. And we're going to do that Tennessee Prime. Not not this Tuesday, but on another Tuesday closer to the bowl game. Um, but Tuesday, Tennessee Prime, Jaquan Blakely, Kay Mays, and for Kay, what are these next couple weeks going to look like for the Knoxville Natives? We'll take a quick timeout. Swain Event is fueled by Dead End Barbecue, Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant in America. Our first break of the day, our one hit, is brought to you by Killer Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Be right back. on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. Hi there, Swain Event family. Are you in the market to purchase a home and a bit freaked out with the market right now? As someone who's been in your spot before, I'm familiar with what's going through your brain. And as a realtor, I've mastered the ins and outs of the buying process. When you work with me, you'll benefit from my experience, and together we'll work toward making sound, smart decisions for your future. And, of course, talk a little Vol Sports along the way. Just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. 
JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. Ben need to get back to Alabama, get that Alabama energy. Feeling good, Ben? That you're back home? Oh, I, I, I agree that I need to uh, leave the state. That is a fact, Jack. But I'm, I'm feeling great, ready to uh, get back to Knoxville, going to hit the road as soon as the show is over and go watch Tennessee whip up on Tennessee Tech in hoops this yes. afternoon at Thompson Bowling, 3 Eastern on SEC Network Plus. So, you folks that, that live out of state and can't make it to the game, you're going to have to stream it today. I know that can be frustrating, but just just preparing you now, folks. You're going to have to stream it. And uh, and then let's let's watch Tennessee whip up on Vandy tomorrow. I can't wait for that. Who's Tennessee playing tomorrow? Vanderbilt. Man, that was good, man. That might be your it's, best one. It's, it's, it's the juices and berries from, from the pies, you know. <laughs> gave me a little extra soul this morning. <laughs> Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can, I, you're right. You're right. You're right. That must be the apples that, right that there. That turkey and the ham. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Stokes, man. Um, we got we to gotta, we gotta, we gotta take care of business, man. Like I, I'm, listen, yes. I know Tennessee's going to win. Right, like Tennessee's gonna win. Look at Vanderbilt; they're two and nine. They're terrible. I mean, they're awful. Now they are playing their best football of the season. I take that for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they are right, Ben. I mean, they're playing their best football of the season, Ben Stokes. But it's just, it's still bad. It's like better bad. So bad. Better bad. It, it's so bad. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, there, there's no reason. That Tennessee shouldn't be able to get up big in this game early, and just do what they've done all season. And it, 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 you know, honestly, you could coast to a victory, but that's not Heifel style, really. He he likes to lay the hammer down and keep it there. That's what I want. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, there ain't no reason to be saying the game maximums if you're not gonna carry him out. Keep the fight there right. for sixty minutes. He carried the fight for sixty minutes. Sixty minutes. It's about time to start living out these maxes. That's what I want to see. Huh? 60 minutes, 60 points. That's what I want to see. Exactly. Exactly. Now, Vanderbilt, they have not given up, you know, a ton of points. Excuse me. They have not given up, you know, 50 points too much this season. But I think the reason why, guys, is because teams beat them up so bad and they take their starters out and they run the clock out. Because they don't want to get anybody hurt. That's what I think. 
Because I think if, if, if teams really wanted to, they could have beat them a whole lot more. Like Florida beat them 42 nothing. They could have beat Vanderbilt by more probably. Georgia beat them 62 to nothing. Now, I don't know what South Carolina was doing. They barely beat Vanderbilt, 21-20. Uh, Mississippi State, I watched some of that game. My goodness. And Mississippi State is playing around. It was a noon game. It was nobody in the crowd. They was playing around and still beat them 45-6. to Kentucky playing around 34-17. to Ole Miss playing around 31-17. But, hey, maybe Vanderbilt's playing their best, best football of the season. Maybe, maybe Ole Miss wasn't ready for that, that Vandy black and gold attack. Maybe that's what it was. But I'm looking forward. They were ready for the egg bowl last night. Ole Miss was ready for the egg bowl, that's for sure. Still, listen, yeah. man. They still, they still on that BS, man. That, but that flopping stuff and faking injuries. I Going couldn't even away. watch the game. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Could not do it. I, I, that's not how you play football. I couldn't do it. I'd rather watch mm-hmm. NFL. And I love college way more than the NFL. But that's how much I detest the faking of injuries. But speaking of injuries, as I teased before the break. K. Mays, guys, not going to play on Saturday. Tennessee's wearing all orange, orange britches. Yes. That's the way you do it right there, Ben, right? Yes, 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 yes. I was very happy to to see that Tennessee's wearing all orange because Stokes, I still have nightmares over, was it the 2013 seniors that chose to wear? No, it was the – 15 or 16, because that's when the smoky grays were available, right? Uh, dude, I, I, wait, I think, I think you, you might be no, right. They wore smoky grays in 13 yeah, because they, right. uh, were, they played the, uh, warm against Georgia that year. And, and against Vandy, because that's the, the point that I was bringing up. It, it was the, the ugly smoky grays. I wasn't a big fan of the Adidas smoky grays. I liked the Nike smoky grays. I was not a big fan of the Adidas ones. But, Stokes, I still have nightmares of the seniors wearing smoky grays on senior day. Yep, it was 13. Yeah, that was bad. Um, that game, that whole game was bad. I mean, they, they 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 wore alternate, you know, uniform on senior day, which I, I'm a – look, I'm a huge proponent of if the players want to do it, let the players do it uh, from a uniform standpoint. So I'm, I'm not, you know, really going to knock them for that. I didn't like it on senior day, but that's what they wanted to do. That's what the seniors wanted to do. Whatever, cool, no. go do your thing. No, Except cool. they didn't go out there and do their thing. That was the problem, is they went out there and got embarrassed. They, I remember the first offensive series of that game, uh, Tennessee, you know, under Bush Jones, that's a shotgun offense. They never went under center. So the first series of the game, they lined up under center to try to impose their will and play man football, and Vandy's D-line destroyed them. It was bad. Very, very bad. That whole game was ugly. No business losing that game. Uh, but, you know, hearing that they're doing all orange, everything, <laughs> except for the helmet, of course, uh, this this Saturday, is, it's going to be great. Yeah, I, I'm very happy that that's what they decided. It's cool to have alternate uniforms and stuff like that, but also let's, let's embrace tradition when it's time to embrace tradition. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Stokes. I, I agree with everything you said except for – you know, hey, the players want to do that. They can do that. They can do it every week except for senior day. You you wear orange. That's it. That, no discussion. No discussion. You are wearing orange. Like, Ben, one day you'll experience this, but Stokes and I, we experience this every single day. There's times when you let your kids make their own decision. There's times when they don't make a decision that you make the decision. There's, mm-hmm. there's times like, hey, once a week, hey, kids, what you want for dinner? Pizza. Okay, kids, we'll listen to you today. We'll have pizza. You're the choice. But most of the time, you're going to eat what's on that damn table. <laughs> That's the dang truth. <laughs> you're going to eat what's on that table. And if you don't eat what's on the table, guess what, Stokes? What your mom and them t- tell you? You ain't eating. Exactly. You ain't eating. And Ben, I know you heard that too growing up. Oh yes. Either no dessert eat, for you until you eat your food. Yeah. You either eat what's cooked or you're not eating. 
You can take your butt to oh, bed. Are you not hungry, hungry right now? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up for you. It'll still be there exactly. in a couple hours when you exactly. get home. That, that's the one that I got a lot. Well, we'll wrap it up. Put, 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 some, put some foil over it. Put it in the fridge. Oh, yeah. You try to get slick. Oh, I just want – I don't want that. So I'll just, you know, wait to the next meal. No. They will wrap that food up, and your next meal will be what you supp- suppose it ate the day before. So you eating this food. Yeah, you think they eat meatloaf for breakfast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or lunch. You take a meatloaf to lunch. It's, it's Pizza Friday and all the kids. I got my pizza. I got my pizza. What you got, little Stokes? Meatloaf. It's cold, too. <laughs> <laughs> little Stokes. Cold meatloaf and cold peas and mashed potatoes. My mama said I had to eat it. She told the teacher if I get lunch, let her know if she, I was gonna whoop and I get home. Yeah, so yeah, man. You you there's a time when you gotta tell kids what it's gonna be like. You give them their freedom. But senior day, y'all wearing orange. Don't come to my office talking about some gray. Don't come to my office. You wearing orange. And good to see these boys rocking all orange. For K Mays, man, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if we're gonna see K Mays play. At Tennessee again. I maybe last game was the last time. Have y'all thought about that? Uh, I have. Um and I don't blame him. Like if if he's he's battled injury, uh not really had uh the, the greatest time at Tennessee from a health standpoint and really from a, a success standpoint. He's been good. Don't get me wrong. He's been one of our better offensive linemen for sure. Um, and, and you love to have him out there. But I don't think things have gone the way he wanted them to go when he decided to transfer. So if if he's ready to, to call it quits for, for college football and see what the next level has for him, more power to the young man. Don't yep. don't don't risk further energy and hurting you know, your draft stock or whatever you got there um, to play against Vanderbilt yep. or to play in a bowl game. Yep. Get get healthy and go get your money. You've earned it, man. You, that, that guy's earned it. He has. He has. Yeah, and Stokes, he kind of has a built-in excuse, right, mm-hmm. to, to not play in the bowl game. And, I, look, I, I completely think that Cage should not play in the bowl game. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. there, there's just no need to on a on a bum ankle that's given him problems all year long there, there's no need to to risk further injury and, and potentially nope. uh, not necessarily ruin but negatively impact your your draft stock there's just no need to do so he has in my opinion given his all for Tennessee mm-hmm. in the two years that he has been here he's been uh, a nice leader along the Tennessee offensive line this season he he's been a a positive influence in the locker room for Tennessee and and he's played excellent football in doing so. So uh, I I think that he's he's given what he can give to Tennessee and and it's time for him to move on to the next level. Right, and depending on the type of ankle injury it is, I mean that that takes time and you can't do anything with it while it's healing. Yep, and guys, he was he was in a boot on Tuesday, so. A boot. Which should be very telling because they have not been in boots. He was in a boot, man. He, he was in a boot. So um, definitely not playing this weekend. And like you mentioned, Ben, he has, a, he has an out to not play in the bowl game to get his ankle 100% healthy. And this is a time of year where coaches tell on themselves. This is a time of year where coaches, it's time for you to do right by the players. And it's it's a tough mm-hmm. position for the players to be in too because you want to finish what you started. You don't want to not play and leave your brothers out there to play in a in a game because you're thinking about yourself. But at the same time, you have to. You have to. At some point, you got to think about yourself. And this is that time for K Mays. And how we how we handle K Mays and doing right by K Mays can positively or affect the program for the next three or four years of recruiting. Because guys talk. You have to handle Cade with care. I don't think it's going to be a problem at all because Tennessee's playing Vanderbilt and, you know, Tennessee's going to play in a bowl game. And 
you know, even without K against Ole Miss, Tennessee was able to you know, hold their own. Didn't run the ball like we wanted to, but I mean, you were one inch away from a Cedric Tillman touchdown pass and winning that game. I mean, you competed your butt off. So with multiple weeks of practice versus the bowl opponent, you should be okay without K Mays, to be honest. Um, but it's time for Tennessee to do by, do right by K. Not saying that Tennessee won't, but these are the times when, like, how you treat a player in this situation could help or hurt your program and the view of the coach. I'm just, I'm just saying. You, 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 you're trying to lie to a player, don't, trying to get him to come back. You're trying to get a player to have surgery when they don't need it to try to get them to come back. These are all things that have happened, okay? What happens is the player tells the guys that are currently on the team, yo, this is what the coach tried to do, man, try to get me to sabotage me to come back. This is what they're doing to my draft stock. This is what they said to the scouts. And then that's when you have players on the current team start looking at the coach sideways. The trust starts to go away. And over time, the culture is affected. And over time, guys not playing like they should be playing for a coach. So little small moments like this mean a lot. And I'm pretty sure that Josh Heupel company will handle this thing the right way because K does have a built-in excuse with the injury. Not saying this is necessarily an excuse, but it just makes it a whole lot easier to do, do the right thing if you are if you mm-hmm. are Tennessee. Just easier. I agree, hundred percent. Just easier, man. What's 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 more surprising, guys? Um, James Franklin staying at Penn State, or or Luke Fickle possibly staying at at Cincinnati? What's what's what'll be more surprising? Um, probably Luke Fickle, honestly. Um. James Franklin at, at Penn State. I mean, he's in a uh, he, he's in a he's got a big time program there. Like you, you can win big at Penn State. Um, Cincinnati, that's going to be a program that I think this is this is going to be the ceiling this year. I don't think he's going to be able to do any better than he's done this year. And if he were to stay at Cincinnati, maybe he's just comfortable and his his kids enjoy the area and his wife enjoys the area and all that stuff. And he'd want to stay because of that because I mean, the pressure is low at Cincinnati, but I, I think, you know, the competitor and then was going to want to prove himself at a, at a larger spot in a better conference. Um, so I think it, fickle staying would be the bigger surprise to me. Franklin, you know, that with that contract extension, that to me, that's not all that surprising. I mean, that's Penn state should fork out money for a quality coach and he, he can win there. Like he, that's, that's a program that can win. It used to win. There's pedigree there. Um, yeah, uh, Fickle would be the surprise for me. Yeah, I'm I'm with Stokes on on this one, and for the same exact reason. And Swain, I don't know about you, but I kind of see Luke Fickle going the Billy Napier route, and I guess Matt Campbell too. Coaches that are the talk of college football during the coaching carousel, but they, they don't ever take a job. <laughs> so I, it, it wouldn't surprise me to see Luke Fickle maybe stick around longer than we would initially think just because he is one of those hot names in, in the coaching carousel. I, I see him being a great fit at Notre Dame if Brian Kelly ever decides to to leave or, or do something. So I, I kind of wonder whether he's essentially holding out for that, which I don't know if if it's a smart move to ever hold out and wait on somebody else to dictate your career move. But I I guess my point is that I think it'll be that type of job opening that's going to take Fickle to leave Cincinnati. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just kind of see him as a Big Ten football type of guy. And maybe that that's my fault for pigeonholing him into to something that's not true. But I just see him as kind of a, a Notre Dame Big Ten type of guy and I mean there's only a handful of jobs that that you would necessarily leave for in my opinion and that's Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame and I mean those jobs don't really look like they're opening 
up anytime soon. So I, I would agree with Stokes. I, I think it's fickle. And Swain, I, I think what the James Franklin contract extension taught me is that James Franklin and all of those sound bites over the last month or two that, that we've talked about at nauseum were him trying to make it appear that he was leaving so he could drive up the asking price when it came time for contract ex- extension. Yeah, maybe that's the case. I think I think Mel Tucker helped James Franklin get that big contract because when you look at both coaching uh, resumes, James Franklin has a better resume. What he's done at Vanderbilt, what he's done at Penn State. And for Mel Tucker to just be coaching for a few years, going to Colorado uh, for a little bit, then coming to Michigan State, having a good start, and then you know getting blown out the way they did against Ohio State, that talk of the 10-year, $95 million deal was – you know, being tossed around even before that game. And then they decided to go ahead and move forward even after the blowout. I mean, getting a half a hundred put on on you at halftime, they still went and did it. I think for James Franklin, that, that helped his case even more to be paid big dollars by, by Penn State. Um, man, for me, man, I kind of I want to lean towards James Franklin here. And the reason why I want to lean towards James Franklin is because Y'all remember last year's coaching search with Tennessee? How could we forget? You, you, you remember, Jack? I mean, James Franklin was, was in the mix quietly. So James Franklin was looking to leave or at least willing to listen last year. Last year he was willing to leave. And then this year with the question that was just a direct question and he went on the sidebar answering it. Felt like that, yeah, he was going to leave. Like, it's, for, I mean, it's actually very surprising that James Franklin is lead, is staying put with Florida open, LSU open, and USC open because he's more proven than Luke Fickle. Like those those schools would pay him big dollars to come in if he probably, you know, show interest or more likely to pay him big dollars. Whereas Luke Fickle, yeah, he's winning in Cincinnati, but can he do it at those big programs? Well, James Franklin has more of a track record of winning at a high level at multiple programs, including a big program like Penn State. Luke Fickle is from Ohio. He went to Ohio State. He is coaching in Ohio. His family is in Ohio. These are things that have been documented and talked about that Luke Fickle just loves Ohio. So I'm not necessarily surprised that he is staying. Now, he's not going to have another Ritter anytime soon at quarterback. So this is kind of the, the, the ceiling, I think, for Cincinnati. Like you mentioned, Stokes, this is the ceiling. But mm-hmm. like I mentioned on Monday – Guys, there's some coaches, man, it's not about going to the big-time program. It's not about coaching in the SEC. Sometimes we think that every coach wants to be in the SEC, just like we think that everyone just wants to be rich. There's some folks that just don't value money that way. They just they rather just be, be happy and, you know, they'll be modest. Now, if they win the lottery, they ain't going to give it back. But, like, the pursuit to be rich for some people – is not a priority like for others. And for some head coaches, man, coaching in the SEC in a big-time program, that's not what it's about for them. It's about being at a place, being happy, being respected. Um, the quality of life is sometimes even more important than the dollar sign. Just ask Dan Mullen, who looked miserable in his last year at Florida. So I'm actually surprised James Franklin is staying put more than I am surprised about Luke Fickle. Anybody who loves the state of Ohio is someone who probably just doesn't like nice things. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen the sunshine in Ohio um, on TV. I haven't seen the shine when I was there a couple of years ago. Well, a while ago, uh, when I was in you know Columbia doing a doing a combine, I have not seen the Browns game where it was sunny, you know the sun was shining uh, sun was shining outside. I haven't seen the, the sunshine nope. in any parts of Ohio. On TV, anybody in I've, person. Yeah, anybody I've spoken to that has moved from Ohio 
could not wait to get out of Ohio and does nothing but talks about how miserable of a state it is. Hey, Dave Chappelle decided in all of the 50 states he can choose from that he wanted to live in Ohio, which is weird. Uh, John Legend is from Ohio. The R&B singer is from Ohio. And I don't think he's been back since, <laughs> since leaving. Nope. So Luke Fickle and Dave Chappelle got something in common, I guess. Uh, 865-255-03, Irish Network's hotline. Seth Stokes, Ben McKee, Jason Swain here. Uh, Tico on the text box guy says, fake injuries, make them sit out for a full quarter. If they are really hurt, they won't come back for a full quarter. Anyway, this has to stop. Is that a little severe? Yes, it's a little severe. But I understand where you're coming from, Tico. I am sick and tired of it as well. Did you guys watch a lot of the Egg Bowl? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watched the vast majority of that game. Same. I, was I didn't watch it, guys. I told you earlier in the show. I, I just I couldn't do it. Uh, was it worse than Tennessee? No. It, it wasn't worse than Tennessee because Mississippi State's offense was struggling to find any kind of a rhythm. But the couple of times that they did, the injuries started to happen. Every time Mississippi State crossed the 50, here come the injuries. Uh, and there was one really, really egregious one. Um, right before the half, uh, Mississippi State's driving. It's a, what, a 10-3 game at that point, I believe. Um, Ole Miss was up. Or it might have been 6-3. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't remember. Um, 10-3. But I know Mississippi State was driving. Yeah, 10-3. Okay. Uh, State was driving. They're in the red zone. They're on like the five-yard line, if I'm not mistaken. And everybody's good. Ole Miss players are looking over at the sideline, getting the defensive calls, and then you see one of the D linemen just kind of nod his head and then grab his left leg and fall down. Was that was that the one where like the the guy next to him was like, "You talking to me? You want me? To, you want me to fall down?" <laughs> right. Yeah, I yes, saw that. It was, yes, that, it was that, the one everybody was one. tweeting about. Yeah. Yeah, you talking to me? Yeah, go look at the Barrett Lee's Twitter. It's he he's he's got a funny one about it. Um, but and then after that, Mississippi State that that was the game essentially. Uh, Mississippi State uh, dropped three touchdown passes in a row and missed a field goal and went into the half down and never really recovered. Yeah, but I Stokes, I I didn't know. I I'll be curious to hear your take on. I thought everybody was incorrectly blaming or pointing to the fake injury as to why Mississippi State did not score before the half when Mississippi State dropped three touchdowns mm. and missed a field goal. So, like, yeah, I know the fake injury was annoying, the but they, State didn't score because of State. Correct. State State blew that opportunity, but do they block, blew, blow that opportunity if they're able to – keep in rhythm where they had been instead of dealing with that. Um, the way I think they were that, playing last night, question. I'm inclined to think so. Yeah. It, I, I, it was a rough uh, – they peed down their leg. There's no doubt about it. Um, right. I don't know how they dropped those touchdown passes either. I mean, hit them in the hands. And one of the dudes that dropped the touchdown pass, two to maybe two plays earlier – caught a miraculous ball to put him in that position. Yes. It was, well, I've, I've, it, Stokes, it was who, who did you find yourself rooting for during the game? Um, I, I don't ever really have a true rooting interest in that game. I just always think it's a fun, exciting game to watch because it's usually bonkers. Um, but I was definitely this year pulling for Mike Leach in Mississippi State. Yes. Yes, so was I. I was sitting there with my pretend cowbell clanga, 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 clanging away. I, I was all in on rooting against Lane last night. I, I was, I was, it, I was pretty emotional during the game. I mean, I was all in on rooting against Lane last night. And then Lane, silly but wants to come out in the post game press conference after having to fake all those injuries and doing it all season long, and complain about how it's unfair and how Mississippi State's cheating. With the cowbells. Yeah, man. Shut up, Lane. They've been doing it for 
Decades, man. Right. Decades. I don't want. I don't want to hear nothing from Lane. Exactly. Tell me this, guys. I'm about to play an audio clip, and I want y'all just to tell me your reactions. Um, this is Santi or Santi for Tennessee. Santi Claus. Just tell me. Just tell me. Just tell me what you guys. Just tell me what you guys think. Just. Just want to know y'all's thoughts on this. Just tell me what you think. With Vescovi, and I've always, like, rolled with it. Turn it up for you guys. Go back, uh, play it again. With Vescovi, and I've always, like, rolled with it. I don't really care either way. Uh, I think that's just easier for uh, English people to pronounce it. Uh, back home, it would be Vescovi. Like, the accent would be on the first E instead of the O, uh, like people say here. But I don't really care. Like, I can go either one. Uh, since I've gotten here, everybody called me Viscovi. So, and like, I'm totally cool with it. So, just to clarify that, I don't really care. I had a lot of people uh, reaching out to me, asking me how, how to pronounce my last name. And I'm like, I really don't care. Just, especially for the close people, the people that are closer to me, I was like, just call me Santi. Like, that's it. Santi, you know Jerry Grantano. With Viscovi. Guys, um, do y'all hear a little East Tennessee in, in that boy's voice? Oh yeah, I, I hear a little. I hear a little East Tennessee in that voice, man. Ben, is, are you? Is it me or do you hear a little, little East Tennessee in, in Santi? I'll go. Oh, oh, I, I heard it. I, I heard the 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 little East Tennessee <laughs> in, in Santi, or as Tennessee basketball's Twitter account is now calling him Bob Scovey. I heard I heard it in Bob Scovey's voice, and that's what I will now be referring to. Uh, Santi as it's it's either Santi or Bob Scovey, one or the other. But I would tell Santi, my, my the main thing I took away from that video, Swain, is I would encourage and tell Santi to care what people call you. I, I understand him him trying to be polite and and kind of you know just it, it being what it is and it, and it not being a big deal to him but i i think it is a big deal it's 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 your last name it's it's who you represent it it's where you you come from so that was kind of my takeaway honestly and that's what i would encourage santi to do is like hey bro it's your name you you're representing your culture your people like you should want it pronounced correctly stokes he should and he should have told us how to pronounce it correctly when he first got here. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Like, we're not – we aren't idiots uh, like uh, certain announcers like to think. Um, if you tell us how to pronounce your name early, we're, that's how we're going to pronounce it, unless we don't like you in the sense of, you know, what what, what Conzo had to endure. Um, but if, if you're, if you're balling, Tennessee fans are going to call you by the correct name or – they're gonna call you something cool, something funny. Gonna come up with a nickname for you, uh, but it's all gonna be in love. But uh, let's see the mistake that was made that uh, was him not correcting it from the jump. Yeah. No, it, you got you guys are right. I, you know, that's just funny that you know he just doesn't doesn't care what people call him uh, either either or. Which hey, it's. He he is a nice dude. Like he's very accommodating. You can tell that he does. He don't do drama. Like you can tell he one of those he's guys. He's trying to rock the boat. He's right. That's right. He's one of those guys. Like if 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 you know he got a you know, lady friend, and the moment the moment she complains about not spending enough time together, he's like, peace out. It's basketball, baby. Basketball's first. I've got to shoot these threes. <laughs> the moment she complains, he's cutting her off. Like, he's that type of dude. I can just tell. He don't do drama at all. He would not be good on Twitter. He would not be good uh, on social media. That's just – I can just tell. That's that's not him. And um, I, I agree with you guys. Like, especially Ben. I, mean, I, I think he should care what people call him. But, hey, what <laughs> – it makes it easier for us because now we can continue to call him – Viscovi, or if you want to call him this, you know, pronounce it the same way that people back home for him pronounce it, then you can say Vescovi. Which way are you guys going with this? Now that we know the proper way and we know that he don't care either way, which way are you guys going? What are you going to call him moving forward? 
I mean, if his last name is pronounced Vescovy, then we're going to call him Vescovy because that's how it's supposed to be pronounced. Just what? Just tell us from the jump, man. Don't don't have us out here on social media trying to defend you against an announcer. We think he's saying it wrong just to have him call us idiots. Yeah. Granted, if people had listened from the, the start of the broadcast or had done a little <laughs> little bit of digging before, uh, you know, before they took to Twitter to try to, you know, massacre him online, they would have known that he said, this is what I was told to call him. Granted, he, he got to be professional. Look, people's going to come at you on social media. That's just that's just part of the game of being in the national spotlight. You are going to get come for. And when that happens, you got to be able to ignore it. Yeah, that's 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 a great piece of advice right there. I agree 100 percent with you. 100 percent. All right, guys, moving, moving right along. Let me check out the text box. Chip Payne says, yes, yeah, Santi. Stand up and say it with your chest. Tell us your name. <laughs> I'm, I agree with you, Chip. It's all good. We still love you. We just preferred your toes at the beginning. And we can handle it. We, we can handle it. Like, we can practice. If we can handle Tua Tungavalova, we can handle your name. We can handle it. Right. Now, say the Clemson quarterback's name, Swain. Uh, uh, DJ Uyungale. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, baby. Good enough. It only took November the 26th to say it right. <laughs> well, he doesn't deserve to have his last name pronounced correctly at this point. Well, we don't we don't cover Clemson. We don't talk about him every single day. So, like, if we were, you know, Santi, we would have got this down by at least a week. A week. All right. Well, then now say the the new Frenchman on the basketball team's name. Huh? <laughs> Quentin. Say his last name. Dubunje. <laughs> Is that right? Say it again. Dubunje. <laughs> you give a little flair on it. Dubunja. Dubunja. Dubunje. Dubunje. Which one it right is it? The first time. Which one is it, Ben? The first way you said it. Why are you laughing then? <laughs> you just sound funny saying it. Oh, man. Don't be hating on me, man. He's setting you up for failure. Yeah, don't be hating on me laughing like, like he was wrong. I'm gonna say I'm gonna find out how to say our own player's name right, because they, you know, we, we could have done that with Santi. That's all I'm saying. Asante, excuse me. I keep want to call him Santi for like I want to call him Santi Claus. Well, just keep distributing the ball well, keep making threes, and we'll call you whatever you want us to call you. Yeah. Vol from Charlotte says, as being a Mississippi State alumni, having to watch that twice a year, I was sick. Sorry about that. LC Vol says Leach has lost his last nine Apple Cups and Egg Bowls. So when it comes to rivalry games, according to LC Vol, Leach has not had his teams playing at a high level. And that games like that wear on boosters, man. That that wears on the fan base right there. When you lose rivalry mm-hmm. games, he's a good coach. And Mississippi State, you know, lucky to have him, but still, man. Whoo! All right, Stokes, time for seconds, leftovers. I'll let you get to it uh, today. And uh, thanks for the time, my friend. Thanks for the time. Always appreciate yes, having a good time. We had to set up a different um, lineup here or set up here because Ben's in Huntsville and you are in South Carolina. So it worked out, man. It worked out. Everything's good. It worked out. Hey, this truly is a Southeastern Conference-type show. We are all over it. We really are, man. We really are. Well, my friend, Stokes. It just I, means more in the Swain event. It just means more, except when it's time to <laughs> officiate. Right. If, if we're officiating, <laughs> then uh, no promises. We can't promise anything. We can't promise any type of accuracy. Nope. So, all right, Stokes, man. Nope. Appreciate the time, man. Have a good one. Uh, y'all have a great weekend, man. Much love. Seth Stokes. Ben got me over here pushing all these buttons. I got, I'm over here dealing with three different mice. Not like real mice, but like mouses. But but mouses is mice is plural for mouses. But I'm over here dealing with three different ones. Because Ben, being selfish, want to spend time with family and stuff. Ugh. What about the Swain event, Ben? What about the listeners? I woke up at 530 to do the Swain event today. It's 6.30. Your body says 6.30. Don't, 
Don't even try it. Mm-mm, I've been here too long. No. I've been here longer than 48 hours. It's it's adjusted. <laughs> it is 6.30. You've been, you've been in Knoxville for years and years and years. You, your body's still on Eastern time. It is 6.30 when you woke up. And you actually got some more sleep because when you're here, you got to get up earlier. Well, th- that would have been true if you had not been texting my phone. <laughs> New phone, who's this? Yeah, I texted you. Who that early? <laughs> I think it was like 6, uh, 6.25 here when I texted you to see if he was up. Yeah, I mean, you texted me about the time that I had my alarm set for, so it wasn't. And honestly, I didn't even hear your, your text until I looked at my phone to cut the alarm. Good, good. So it worked out. It worked out. It worked out. That's good. That is great. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. We will take a quick timeout. We got touchdown turnover. We got attaboy. Lots to, uh, to get to this morning. 865-255-03. We'll be right back. Stay with us. <laughs> 